0: Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode of BGN Radio is brought to you by Clip It, the hottest app that is out there. Watch TV, make clips, and share. For more information, check them out at clipit.tv or check them on
2: Twitter at clip it TV. You're listening to BGN Radio. He's back. He steps up. He floats it. Complete. He's got Selick at the 30. Selick at the twenty-seven. Is Wentz cool? Oh, is he ever? He's got velocity. He's got touch. He can gut it. He can feather it.
0: Oh, what's going on? Wentz Wagon Nation. Holy shit, fellas. I got to start out just by cursing a bunch of times. Three points by the Steelers. Three. Not one, not two, but three. It is uh, John Barchard here with Adam and BLG. And of course, it is episode number 190 right here listening through uh, BGNradio.com, BleedingGreenNation.com. And uh, whether you're out there, SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, five star reviews go a very long way. Uh, what also is going to go a very long way this week is a 3-0 and victory party presented by the Eagles in just a dominating fashion here. And I, I, I can't fathom this. I want to take all the brake pads and throw them off to Walt Whitman. Forget about pumping the brakes. Forget about all the crap that you heard. It was like, well, I haven't, haven't seen Carson Wentz play a real football team yet. How about 34 points? How about no interceptions? How about two touchdowns and 300 yards? I, I am uh I am amazed here, Adam. I can't, I, I don't know what I just saw. I don't know what I'm feeling, but I'm feeling really good right now.
1: I haven't felt this way during an Eagles game in years. I mean, back to Chip Kelly's first game. That that was the the most incredible How dare thing. you bring up his name during <laughs> this podcast at so this very moment. Should have known bringing me on is a terrible <laughs> idea. Uh, Carson, I mean, to watch him play like that, to make the throw to Sproles, to make these throws where every time he touches the ball, you're excited to see what he's going to do. It's it's something I was not ready for, <laughs> that's for sure. I didn't think this would happen.
0: Yeah, and BLG, let's stick with that. I mean, that was probably the most impressive thing that I saw from Carson Wentz this evening was the fact that he avoided pressure. He steps to his left. It looks like he's going to run for a couple of yards. And then all of a sudden, the entire stadium, I think the entire press box stopped for a moment, too. Oh, no, wait. Darren's World's about to get open and then floats it perfectly in stride and the pinball himself pretty much takes
2: care of of business I mean that was that was the play of the night we were driving over here tonight and you know John I'm, I'm going to you and Adam Carson Wentz, he's a top five quarterback in the NFL oh right God, now at this moment, right? Is he is it higher? Know. I don't know.
0: I will. Is ex- he the best? My, it's weird because my brain accepts it, but my gut wants to throw up at that statement. It's just like, whoa, whoa, whoa! I don't, you know, I just told everybody not to pump the brakes, but maybe I got to pump the brakes on you a little bit. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. You're saying just right now in three weeks into the season, right? I think that's pretty fair. I don't know if anybody's been playing better right now.
1: I'm telling you, Brandon's on to something here. You just think (laughs) about the first three weeks. You got Tom Brady out. You got Aaron Rodgers playing subpar. This is Carson Wentz is a very good quarterback, better than most in the league right now. I think he's the one.
0: Yeah, I see. Man, I don't know. Man. Oh, God. Is that possible? That's what I'm saying. Like Why BLG, not? BLG's the guy that's supposed to bring me down to a level here. He's just trying to jack me back. I'm the up. reasonable
2: one, right? <laughs> yes, I'm yes. the measured, boring, lukewarm take guy and man, but we're here and it's insane. That's the whole thing. I think I I think you touched on that, Adam. Like, how did we get here? Like, we we're going into the season. Sam Bradford is going to be the starter. It was gonna be a lame duck year. It wasn't gonna be anything too fun. Doug Peterson, unproven head coach. Uh people were excited about the defense in Jim Schwartz, but I don't think it's like they expected the best defense in the NFL right out of the gate taking uh, a Steelers offense that was averaging nearly 32 points in their last 10 regular season games and holding them to 3. 3. 3, three points. Like that's a, and, Ow. And, 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 because here's let's get into that
0: first. The, the Eagles right now need to open up the checkbook and go Jim, whatever you want. Because I haven't seen anybody scheme like that against the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's what they've already done,
2: right? In those 10 games. That's that, what I'm
0: saying. They've done that already. But do it again. <laughs> I mean, like, you had the entire – you know, Derek Gunn was to my Well, he's not going to not gonna be a coordinator for long. And then Jeff Mosier kind of tweets us. Well, yeah, he'll be a head coach by October. And then you start thinking, like, Gus Bradley loses again. You would figure that they're going to come and knock on the door here. I mean, I don't think Jim's going to be like, all right, see you later. Enjoy, we, enjoy the, the we, defensive <laughs> personnel that I brought in. You're on your own. But honestly, the way this game started of let's shut down D'Angelo Williams, let's rush for at any time, and every single defensive player I talked to today said the same thing.
3: Um, Yeah, that kind of was the focus point, man. Uh, Guys rush up front, stop the run. That's where it all starts. Um, You know, make them one-dimensional, you know, let their passing team. so. Locked in on 84, and uh, the other guys on the outside did a great job. Ron Brooks, uh, Nolan, and Jalen, whoever was opposite of Antonio, and covering their guys. Uh, You know, hard tasks to do, and uh, when you got seven back there throwing the ball, it makes it even even, uh, difficult. Honestly,
0: every single one of their throws to start the game was not deep to Antonio Brown. Sammy Coates actually had that one against Jalen Mills, and then Antonio Brown had an amazing catch again against Jalen Mills early on, but they were going to allow those big deep yardage plays to, to kind of happen. And they they played single high the entire time and rub routes and quick screens out to try and, you know, uh, to g- get their offense started. And it just didn't happen. That's what I'm saying. Like, Jim Schwartz is – is probably the best defensive coordinator
2: in the league. I will. I love this I will happily this say, that. Or I will like, say happily best defensive say that. coordinator, one of the best coaches, in <laughs> Doug Peterson, one of the best quarterbacks, one of the best. Everything's coming up in Philadelphia. The best point differential in the NFL, the Eagles, plus sixty-four. Right? Is that
0: what 65. it's at? Sixty-five.
1: When you're three and zero, you can make those statements, right? There are not only five teams left in the league that are three that and zero. You know, you can say that you have the best defensive coordinator when you stop Antonio Brown. You can say you have the best quarterback when he beats the hell out of the Steelers. Like, yeah. It's it's there. It's all there. And we have now have two weeks to enjoy it, which is terrible because we're, all we're going to do is talk about it. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's no, right. And that's what, that's all it's going to be. It's just like we're going to all pat ourselves on the back. And rightfully so. I mean, this is because of where this, again, it's the same theme almost every week. But this time it was like against an actual real NFL football team. A Super Bowl contender, really?
2: Yeah, honestly, yeah. The the Steelers are up there; they're right up there.
0: What's the first time you're going to hear that word, though? What? I mean, I think we saw it on the post game show on CSN. Yes, I believe it was up sixty nine. I saw as high as seventy. Of course, you're going to say that number, but I saw as high
2: as seventy. But seriously, that's where we're at now, John. You were talking about uh, going into the season, like even maybe not even just you, but you know, you being okay with just people being like. Or just being like, you know, I'm okay with the Eagles losing if Carson Wentz is doing okay. Mm-hmm. I don't think I just don't think it's gonna be like that. If it's if it's not already moving away from that, I don't know how much longer it can stay there when the Eagles are winning like this. Like the expectations are ramping up. Oh yeah. People are of thinking course. Super Bowl. And they, a, they should. You have a rookie quarterback. Well, oh maybe not Super Bowl, but they should this expectations there. should ramp up. I think that the everything
0: everybody at this moment, they probably semi bought into it last week, but they definitely believe without a doubt we were even talking about this adam they're not losing in the division no there's no way not once i mean i i take that back i can see five and one at some point you know somebody there's always going to be a they always have a trouble winning the division but they are winning the division yeah so this is a playoff team is anybody else in your mind thinking otherwise
1: i after this game not not at all i mean you you base who you think can win the Super Bowl on what they've done. And we have three games of hard evidence here that the Eagles are a very good football team. They have a quarterback who can play. And if you're trying to figure out who's going to the playoffs... <laughs> Brad
0: is trying to keep it in. I love it. No, if you're, it's if like, you're trying ahead. to figure out who's going to the it's playoffs, so you use
1: empirical evidence, and it's all there. No interceptions. That's put them in the playoffs.
0: Yeah, and I know we're going to dive a little deeper into this game specifically, but you 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 look at the rest of the schedule. You have Detroit winnable Washington they should win Minnesota we'll see but I want, It's at home it's at home so it's that. there's they play differently but uh can you imagine five and zero oh, Minnesota against five and zero oh, Philadelphia <laughs> Sammy Super Bowl coming back into the link oh, and all the beautiful storylines that's going to come from there but that's what I'm saying like that now that's that's almost the expectation is that they're, of course, they're going to beat Detroit. Of course, they're going to beat Washington. And they will be 5-0 and or possibly even 6-0 and after they play Minnesota. I, I mean, at that point, you really have to, ch- I mean, everything changes at that point. Then, he, I mean, if this team, honestly, other than Josh McDaniels, Denver Broncos, I don't think there's been a team that's been like 6-0 and and then completely reverted to being, you know, com- terrible here. So what is it? I mean, is it, we, we've talked at length about this in the offseason, whether, The talent, and obviously, I think Jason Kelsey even stated today is just like
3: we just. I think if you just look around the locker room when you've been in the league for a while, you can tell when you have good players, good a good team, and you can tell when you're. We get plays for the week, and we kind of look at them, and you just see this looks like a great play. This I could see this working out very well, Uh, and I think um, even in the off season, I think everybody just looking at the roster we had, I thought we were very underrated in uh the media's eye which honestly it seems like our team always does better when the media doesn't expect us to do well so i kind of was a little bit happy i guess (laughs) but um i mean i don't think anybody obviously nobody expected you know sam to get traded right before the season and carson to get the start but i don't think that you can say enough i mean i know he's getting all the praise in the world right now and he deserves every single bit he's getting He's been the most consistent player through these first three games. What Carson's done has been uh, incredible, in my opinion, as a rookie, and um, he's really elevated this whole offense to another level.
0: But the expectations of this football team—is it really? Is it been all the coaching? Because there hasn't been too many changes with the personnel. Like you have the the this, the the trio of off- offensive talent with Reich and Peterson and and DiFilippo in there. You have Jim Schwartz in here. I mean, not much has really changed a whole lot as far as getting playmakers. But the one thing I noticed most, you know, even though it's very, very and dunkin' and Doug has really game-planned, again, for the third week in a row very, very well, there is no deep threat there. I I, I, I would assume that's what the, the game plan is going to be going forward here to, BLG, is like, take what the defense is going to give you, make sure you're going out there and scoring points, and that's it, and let the defense take care of itself.
2: Well, when you talk about how the uh, personnel hasn't changed a ton, you know, I think about, uh, you know, scheme is obviously a big difference. You know, you bring in Jim Schwartz, you move to the 4-3. I think, you know, you look at Brandon Graham, he's a great fit for that scheme. And, I, you know, I think he was fine in the 3-4, but he's, you know, the 4-3 is his home, and he's just so much better there. And, you know, looking at the offense and the style of how things are different and how... Uh, maybe more balanced and and just even the pace of things. We already talked about time of possession. John not being a big fan on, but I think there's something overrated. to it. Overrated, just overrated. But I think there's something to it in the way they're playing right now. And but I mean, you said personnel wasn't everything, but one key position. Oh yeah, that changes change. everything. Yes, it did. That's, <laughs> and that's did. that's the truth. Like Carson Wentz has like. Not only energize this fan base and everyone, but this team. Like they're rallying around this guy. They believe in this guy, and he's making. And James has mentioned this on on the show too. And from four to six on Saturdays, <laughs> this is a shameless shameless plug. plug. Right now. Sports Radio 94. Sports 94, 94. He's mentioned this that you know a franchise quarterback make, makes everyone better, and that's what he's done.
1: Yeah, that's the adage. You know, quarterbacking changes everything. And oh, I made a joke today during the game. It's not true, but. Jalen Watkins made a nice play. And I said, you know, quarterbacking changes everything. <laughs> can everything. You, can yes. you imagine? I was in, in Malcolm Jenkins' postgame presser. He was talking about how, uh, of course, he watches Carson. When Carson's on the field, he catches himself watching it all the time. And I'm like, can you imagine being a defender and knowing it's not what you had last year where you were constantly being rushed onto the field? You know every time your offense goes on the field, they're probably going to score. That changes
3: all three phases. You find yourself hearing the crowd, you ex- getting excited. You see, you're watching the plays, and, you know, we're jumping up and down, and getting excited with them. So, you know, you find yourself doing that, and it's, you know, when your offense is doing what they're doing, and then we're coming back, doubling back, and doing what we're doing on defense, it's, it's tough to stop.
0: Yeah, and a lot a lot of guys on the defensive side, of the, I think Jordan Hicks was saying the same thing. Connor Barton was saying the same thing. Like, everybody's like, yo, man, this guy is – for this guy's definitely real. They've been saying that since since they kind of took over. And, again, we just we weren't kind of buying into it, and, uh, and now you definitely are. Interesting about this game, though, is it's just kind of how things got started and got rolling. You know, you, had, you Pittsburgh came. They made one big play early on. They were getting down towards the red zone, and then all of a sudden, Marcus Wheaton drops that. I don't know. You know, Nolan Carroll probably could have turned it around and, and batted it away, but he drops it, and you're just like, okay, you get away from a field goal there. And then Benny Logan blocks it. You know, and you're just like, oh my God! Like instantly, you know, oh my, that that thing is is starting to turn. That thing is going to happen. There's a lot of good luck playing down here. They
2: drive down. They settle for the field goal. First impressions on the first couple of drives here, BLG. Huge game for this defensive line, and we talked about this again on the Saturday show. With my X factor was Fletcher Cox, and he stepped up in a big, big way today. Big time, two sacks. Uh, he had that strip fumble on Big Ben, which uh Brandon Graham recovered and getting sticking with the defensive line, Brandon Graham, another big game from him. Excellent sack in again. run defense. Yeah. Had the sack. Um he he recovered the fumble. Excuse me, Brandon Slam is now where we're going to refer <laughs> Brandon, to his only. Brandon Lee Graham, by the way. BLG <laughs> is his is his That's initials. Right. Um Benny Logan, a sack and that huge blocked field goal to start the game. I mean this defense we talk about this defense and Jim Schwartz, it all starts in the trenches there in the defensive line. It's an elite unit.
0: Yeah, and that's where it's it's I mean, it's there. Jordan Hicks, again, Adam, is seriously all over the ball. I mean, this kid is the you know, everybody was worried about the pectoral injuries from last year. Hopefully he can continue to stay healthy there. More importantly, Nigel Bradham, what is the deal? Man. What I mean, like he is covering anybody. At one point, he was covering Antonio Brown. Like in in his own coverage, you're just like, how is he? Okay, we're good. Like he has w- absolutely been a stud in coverage. I mean, he's hitting really hard too. I mean, he's plugging holes. He's doing all that stuff. What has gotten into Nigel Bradham? I
1: mean, that play boggled my mind when we saw him on Brown. And I, you know, you assume that's going to be exploited. But there must be something about playing with Malcolm Jenkins and Jordan Hicks as these kind of quarterbacks that just lets everybody do their job. You know, Bradham's just able to go with the flow, and he he covers the guys, and he's not worried about, because of the front seven, and especially the front four, he's not worried about other things. So he knows that they're going to get to Roethlisberger, which is crazy, because that Steelers offensive line <laughs> yes. is really good. Yeah. But that's the thing. you did, We talked about how you didn't change a ton of personnel, but the, the, key, the, the changes you did make were key. Like, bringing a guy like Bradham in who can cover— Bringing in a guy like McLeod, who always has the back end safe. like These are important changes, and Bradham, he's good stuff.
0: Yeah, and, and McLeod has just been, man. I mean, he has lived up to, I, it might be Howie Roseman's best free agent signing. Next it Doc- really, I mean, I, I don't want to get into next Dawkins territory, but I'll say next Earl Thomas <laughs> territory. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Because of it, but that's what it reminds me of. His range reminds me of that. You and know, his he, ability
2: to hit, yeah, yeah,
0: it's it's all there. I mean, he had a couple. I can't remember what quarter it was, or there was a third and medium, like third and five or third and six, and it was they tried to do one of those rub route screens again, yep. and he came blew down immediately, blew it up, and you're just like, what is going on here? You know, this is this is without a doubt. The I'm uh, yeah. I mean, there's no question that the Steelers have the best wide receiving core in the league, yeah. Right? I don't think there's any type of other combo that you can come through there as far as you know, even with Martavius Bryan out, I still think it is the best there. Sammy Coates got just like we said, got the best of them maybe once or twice, but they really did a phenomenal job. I mean, he's, he's, I, I'll, I'll take that as a shout out. You don't score a touchdown, that's almost as good, you know, and I. I, I I'm just blown away that they were able to, no, three fucking points. What the hell, man? Like, there is no way that this team is ready to shut down an offensive power like that. Sorry, I don't care who they're playing. I don't care how good the defense is. There's no way you kind of minimize Antonio Brown. And that's, again, it goes back to Jim Schwartz. And I'm ready to build statues, fellas, of a lot of these guys on this football team.
1: That's the thing. You say they're not, you know, you didn't think they would be ready to at this point in the season. Like, the expectation was always this defense could eventually shut down a team like the Steelers, eventually get a guy like Antonio Brown to not kill them. But it's week three. That's the crazy part. This is week three. Like, maybe by, I don't know, December, Schwartz could have had this team playing like this because it would have been a full season. He would have had all these reps. It was week three, and they just destroyed these Steelers, who are the top, top five, top three offense in the league. I mean, that's the crazy part.
0: And you know, there's some, there were some players out there that didn't know if it was going to be this good. You
3: know, if I'm gonna be completely honest with you, I really didn't know. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, I thought we were talented. Uh, I thought we had a. I really felt like we had a good, like, team. You know what I'm saying? Like a good group of guys that all. Like playing with each other, but all through the summer and OTAs, me, they're like, ah, we, are we good? Are we, you know, you don't really know till you get out there and play. Um, and so far, we've been playing together as a team. We've all been we've been pretty disciplined, uh, played smart, and played hard, and uh, been pretty good on the field so far. And
0: you know, so, so like when you have those kind of expectations, where some people think these are going to be great, but it, it's all coming together now. Like th- this was the realization of, you know, maybe. Sure, Jalen Mills has to has to work on some things, and there's times where I, just, I was like, "Oh man, that, the, the Eric Rohill, I still want to die on it, but it, it's you just got to get Lido him back in there. Yeah, <laughs> that's right, that's <laughs> right, that's all you got to do. Nolan Carroll, I think, had a pretty solid game today. Mm-hmm. And the one name that we haven't mentioned yet is the other side, and we might just best everything. Honestly, like that's the <laughs> mood right now. But the this could be it was supposedly, arguably, one of the best safety tandems last year. But it really, really is this year. I mean, with, yeah. with between these guys, I know that the, I know that Malcolm Jenkins still needs to come down with some of those balls to have some <laughs> interceptions. But really, Big Ben, as we were talking even off air here, BLG was supposed to have three, four, maybe even five interceptions today with some of those throws in there. And Malcolm Jenkins was there making big plays again. Same, same kind of scenario with McLeod where he's tackling very well. He's reading the play. The range is still there. And he's becoming more and more of a ball hawk every time he steps on the field.
2: Yeah, I think it's funny how we're looking at this Eagles team and how well they've played so far. And there's issues, you know. There's we talked about Jalen Mills; he's a weak link on the Eagles' defense to some extent. You know, he's vulnerable to get getting beat deep. Uh, but it's weird because like for as well as they're playing there's also things you can say there's room for growth like like these dropped interceptions and and DGB on offense dropping a touchdown and like you know for as well as Carson Wentz has played this year which obviously played very well he's had a couple of dropped touchdowns I mean like things like that are crazy so like you look at it and you're like oh my gosh they you know they could be executing better they could be even better yeah
0: and the same thing goes with Carson Wentz too like we now it's I mean, obviously, I say this with the caveat of, yes, most of the time when a rookie quarterback comes in and has success, there are the tape gets picked up in a year, there are adjustments to be made, and maybe Carson has a rookie downfall later. It could be coming in the next six weeks. We don't know. We could probably, my, my assumption here, Adam, is Carson's going to fall sometime when he sees the Minnesota defense, right? Like that's probably where his first interception comes, whatever. But to have this floor where it is at right now, and we're, we talked about the Sproles thing. Like, that was probably the most impressive thing he did. There was one play out there where Kelsey fumbled the snap. It rolled down. I, I, again, like, most people go, oh, panic, and just, and just like, oh, get rid of the football. He stood there like it was a normal snap in the pocket. It's it's a nothing play, right? Mm-hmm. Three-yard gains. But it's, yard ne- gain, but it, it's a yeah. three- or four-yard gain to Nelson Aguilar. And it's just like, another. you're like, god damn, this kid is so calm and cool. Every time that he steps in here, no matter what's happening, nothing has phased him yet.
1: Yeah, unless the tape that they look at for the next couple of weeks shows how to get rid of someone's innate confidence. Yes, yes, exactly. I, I, I think That's the Eagles. Great. I think the Eagles are set for the next couple of years at least. Uh, there's just yeah, especially that play. There's something about him that does a good thing for the whole team. You know, you you know your quarterback is cool under pressure. You know he can make all the throws, but when he sees something go wrong and just doesn't even think about it, he just fixes it. That's that's something that you can't really find or train in another quarterback. You know it doesn't matter how many people you have in the quarterback room, that's just Carson Wentz. And and he everything, everything he did tonight was impressive.
0: And this is the thing that you kind of wait for here, too, BLG, is like, well, two teams have tried to blitz him heavily. Eight of eight. <laughs> okay. Well, let's drop a bunch of zone plays on him and let's see how he handles that, which has been the Steelers MO for the last three weeks. Oops. That doesn't work either. So what is it going to take? You can't defend him. He's <laughs> indefendable. No, no, but that's, but that's what good quarterbacks do. You yeah. pressure him, he gets the ball out. Honestly, that's that's a lot of those times where, and you know, Big Ben has the advantage because nobody can tackle him, and those things happen yeah. a couple of times too. I, I, honestly, there were a thousand people all sitting around me that says, oh, they got him, and every time Ben mm-hmm. Roethlisberger kind of sneaks yeah. through, right? But Wentz is doing in his own way is doing the same thing of just like oh no play here and then all of a sudden there's a play that happens even if it's three or four yards or it's a thing like Sproles or you know you're you're going deep to DGB and <laughs> damn it if he would have just held onto that ball and that's okay. a, we can get into that too but like I don't I I have seen nothing yet that is that has phased this kid and I you know I think it helped a little bit. Then you had Timmons and you had Shazier and some of their main players that kind of went out. I mean, there was a lot of injuries to the Steelers today, too, but that's no excuse either. Uh, Wentz Wentz has been calm and collected under pressure, without pressure. So, I mean, what, what else are we looking for next? You know, like what is the next great step? Is it being a top five quarterback this year? Well, he is right now
1: i don't honestly <laughs> i'm saying
0: i holding on to that that's what right. i'm saying how do you
2: how, you know like where where do you where do you take this game from the answer is i don't know like i'm i can't i'm at a loss for words basically i'm thinking about this team and i'm just like trying to think about it all and soak it in and it's just like it just doesn't make any sense like it's, it's this wasn't supposed you know we always have this idea of things are going to play out or some kind of you know general thought but it's just like it's just not even close i mean they're just they're they're passing the test with flying colors they're exceeding expectations Like i don't know what cars what more can he do like i don't know like what's he need to do i think um i think one thing that's been really impressive about his success so far is that he has not even run a lot and that's something he yeah. can do and he hasn't even needed to do that like his legs are a big part and he's used it in the sense to you know move around the pocket and escape uh, as you mentioned john and make things out of nothing sometimes but it's not like uh, you know, he's had to rely on his legs, and I think that's an impressive thing.
0: And he did do it once tonight, and once. guess what?
2: You ran bounce. out of bounds. At a boy. Don't world. take the
0: hit. You know what I'm saying? And the other part of this too is just for the third week in a row here, Adam, Doug Peterson has game planned very well. Like they uh, again, I uh, uh, just to bring it up is the Steelers say, okay, we're not gonna let anything get by us. That's 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 what we're that's the game plan going in. And Doug just goes, okay, fine. I'm going to keep throwing it outside. I'm going to do the seven yard things, the eight yard things. I'm going to find some things in the middle. I'm not even going to come across the middle in the red zone. And we're going to figure this thing out. And again and again, it's kind of hard for me not to be like, wow, Doug's a really good game planner. Well,
1: that's the beauty of and a game a- and game day too. I yes, mean, it seems yes. like he
0: adjusts as well.
1: Yeah, that's I mean that's the beauty of having a guy like Carson Wentz is I think they work very well together because Carson can do whatever Doug wants him to do. He can say, "All right, go throw this one deep, and they'll go get it." Or he can say, "Just take it easy and kind of work your way down the field." Carson can do whatever he tells him to do, and the, the Steelers were convinced that they wouldn't let anybody behind them, which was probably smart. But Dorial Green Beckham still got open in the end zone, and Carson Wentz threw him a perfect pass. So I mean, Doug, and he what I, what I like, <laughs> of Oopsies. course, What I love about Doug is that it seems like his game plan is very balanced. He never goes all the way, and even though today he clearly wanted to dink and dunk a little bit, kind of just moved down the field. He still took those shots. He still had a couple throws that were just a little farther than usual, and he's. It, it just seems like he has a good grasp of how to work with Carson. They, they're a good, they're a good combo.
0: Yeah, and I thought one of the more. I, it was a. It was a smaller play, and I again, I'm. I'm too excited to remember actual time and distance and quarters and all that stuff. But there was a couple of times where you, he used motion really well. Uh, And I think it was Selleck and Burton that came in, came back out. Then the formation changed, and it ended up being that Selleck was open for 15 yards like heading down on the sideline. I think that's eventually where Wendell Smallwood t- t- scored a touchdown or I something feel like, like that. I feel
2: like, John, I feel like there's so many plays. I don't know if you guys feel the same way. Yes. guys are just wide open all the time, and yes. that has to be scheme, right? Because, like, Brent Selick isn't just outrunning guys. <laughs> you know, no, this point no, there the was career. nobody around him. That's yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah.
0: Like, somebody screwed up and forgot their assignment, and there he was.
2: It's incredible. I feel like that's – for as good as Wentz has played, Doug has also made it really easy on him. And that's something that Carson said in the press uh, post-game press conference. He said Doug Peterson has, you know – uh, inspired confidence in me. And that's what uh, Doug Peterson means to Carson Wentz. And that's just funny. You know, coming into this season, uh, you know, we all had our questions about Doug Peterson, but it goes back to what the Eagles said about Doug Peterson and why they wanted to hire him and the problems with and the disconnect with Chip Kelly uh, about being not necessarily having the best relationship with players. I think we're seeing that now pay off. You know, Carson Wentz cited the fact that he is a good players coach and he feels like he can really connect with Doug. And I think that's probably part of the. Uh, key in the success as well.
0: Yeah, and I I just think that, you know, because, and we've mentioned it already before, Adam, but because there isn't really, like, the... He's been the most consistent guy. Carson's been the most consistent guy on the offense. And and Doug just uses everybody. I mean, that's kind of... And that's more or less... I think that's an Andy trait. I mean, you think of all the garbage that kind of came in and out until they got to you. and you and i'm not calling these guys garbage but at the same time they're still not like jordan matthews i guess you could say for that and you're going to look at the stat line and go come on man but but honestly uh th- 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 coming from that and being the only touchdown there sproles it's just kind of It seems like he's using everybody to their best ability, you know?
1: That's the thing, too. They were playing so well, you may have overlooked this, but Ryan Matthews ran the ball twice today, and that was it. And Doug said after the game he didn't know what the problem was. We'll probably learn soon. But there was just no difference. You know, Wendell Smallwood looked great. Kenyon Barner looked great. Doug just seems like he's able to use the pieces afforded to him. I, I really, especially to go back to the motion, I feel like, the way he completely... Like we hadn't seen any of those fake screen passes. We hadn't seen the the one where he fakes a screen one way and then throws a screen the other way. That mm-hmm. Doug broke out plays we had never seen in the first two games because he knew how important this one was, and he just he must have just this reams of plays that Chip Kelly definitely didn't have. Chip called the same play four times on one drive last week. (laughs) Doug didn't call any of those plays in the first two weeks. Like, there's just – it's such a huge difference to have Doug.
0: Yeah, and that's one of the things that I think helps both of them, and it's just, you know, it's that symbiotic relationship between both of them where it's like, you know, Carson understands a lot more week in and week out. You can feed him a lot more things. And I think that's more or less like Doug – Again, I don't think that's like having a a bunch of plays and hiding them or whatever. I just think that's more or less, that's what the Steelers were setting up for. So we're going to use these particular plays this week to kind of do that, which is something Chip Kelly, at least in our our eyes, didn't really do. He was just kind of like, yeah, I'm not really going to, even though he obviously probably game plan for some things and whatever. I I just think it's, I've been impressed over and over again with the, and the creativity is still there. Like the. The different pistol formations, the the zone option the, is the zone reads are still there. The I, I think he at one point it, during the uh, Smallwood touchdown he brought in everybody. You know, I think there was three three, three eligible yeah. Honey Bobo package. They brought in uh, it's great
2: Tobin and Wiz. Wiz was like tackle eligible too. I mean they they brought in like a jumbo package with those guys. Yes, yeah, and that right at the end like there's so you know just. You keep seeing little wrinkles
0: every every now and again we mentioned Smallwood too and we mentioned Kenyon Barnet and I really think that reason why he hasn't gotten much reps as we said on the BJN radio shows because he's a nickelback fan obviously I think that's <laughs> the only thing that's going wrong there but I was actually I was very impressed with the with Wendell Smallwood tonight
3: great game for him I was actually my favorite play of the day was we were in a four minute type offense and uh, we'd run a little draw play to the outside and he knows exactly where the chain is gets the first down and comes down right in bounds to keep that clock moving and I mean that's something that a lot of rookies don't have the wherewithal to do. Um, I thought it was an incredibly smart play by Wendell and a lot of times those kind of go unnoticed but in our world especially in clock management even though the score was pretty much out of reach at the time let's say it's a closer game that's a big play for us.
0: You know I I thought that he was going to be this this scat back type of guy that really is just going to be part of the west coast offense and He's there on third down and maybe eventually he'll get to
2: like a Buckhalter kind of guy. Kind of
0: guy, yeah, exactly. Where you're going to just rotate in and out, but man. <laughs> I mean, and again against a pretty 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 good front seven,
2: obviously with some injuries in there, but uh man, he turned my he turned a couple of heads today. He should get more touches, really, right? I mean, I think we're at the point where, you know, I was looking at the rushing stats tonight, and I think both Darren Sproles and Ryan Matthews finished with negative yards. Yep. I'm not saying, like, bench him completely, but I think it's re- it's honestly time to get Smallwood more touches. I think it's time to get Kenyon more touches. He's been productive even in the preseason, everything. Anytime he's gotten touches this season, he's moving the ball well. Why not stick with those guys? It's what's working. Uh, I think the Eagles need to get them more involved in the run game.
0: Yeah, I, I, I don't see any reason why – that is now. I mean, Adam, you just you mentioned it just before. It's just like, you know, Ryan Matthews hasn't been quite effective uh, the, this past two weeks here. So, let's start feeding these guys the ball here.
1: Right. I mean, Doug talked about how he wants the the four running back thing to be a real thing this week, and I kind of I kind of thought he was BSing, I'll be honest. I was wrong. Uh, I, you know, Ryan Matthews was clearly the bell cow in the first week. The second week he was hurt, so I figured we'd be reverting back to that. And Matthews might still be hurt, but at this point, even if he's not hurt, you should be using Wendell Smallwood about the amount of times you'd be using Ryan Matthews. Just split him in half. There's no reason to not have this constant when you have four guys who can contribute. Normally, the fourth running back isn't 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 too much of a threat. Right. But all four of these guys can contribute. You got weapons, man. Get
0: let them loose. Yes, seriously. And there's uh, it's gonna come to the man. It's gonna be crazy. It is that that's that's what I was waiting for. The Kansas City vibe to finally come in here. And that's it, you know. That's that's where I think you're finally hitting the nail on the head here. Also, I gotta. I mean, like, I think they struggled in the running game a little bit tonight, but the offensive line's pass protection was phenomenal, phenomenal. I think Jason Kelsey righted some wrongs there. Um, granted, I don't think the Steelers are putting any pressure on those guys. I didn't see any really more than other than five at a time, kind of come in here. But you know, BLG, the <laughs> you gotta say like. All right, maybe maybe this is good enough, and it
2: almost makes you a little worried when Lane Johnson leaves. What it's going to look I like? I was just going to say that. I think that's the funny thing. It's like, oh, well, off the offensive line looks good. Oh wait, uh, the Eagles are going to lose. We got till their... October
0: fourth, which is coming up.
2: Yeah. Here. yeah, that that'll be interesting. I mean, I guess we're all still assuming that's going to be the ten games. Maybe I don't know. Who knows? Maybe the appeal works. Come on, I wouldn't four. count on it. Come on, yeah, four. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't count on it. But if it did, that would be huge. But um. That's just so big though. I mean like, you know, you have this offensive line playing well. Like what happens? What happens when Alan Barber has to move out to right tackle and you're putting Wiz in at, or yeah, Wiz in at, at left guard cuz Sumalo's still hurt. I mean, that's kind of like that's the one thing I think you're so excited about this team and where everything is going right now. But you kind of look at that and you're like,
1: well, that could be a problem. I think it's just so funny that we were at the when uh, the Johnson news broke in, initially. We just figured, oh, this season doesn't really matter, so we don't really care about the suspension that much. Yeah. But now, 10 games, I mean, we are expecting them, I don't know, we're crazy, but we're expecting them to win 10 games if he's in there, if they're playing the way they have Mm -hmm. in these first three weeks. So now you're removing Lane Johnson from the equation. That's kind of a problem. Like I didn't really care about that because they weren't going to be good this year, but now they are.
0: Here's my optimism. We'll be back for the playoffs. That is, that is the key. <laughs> ah, Who that, thought we'd be saying that, though, man? That could be true. He could be back for the playoffs because he was talking about week 15, week 16, get his juices back Yeah, but now the Eagles up. can't
2: get home field advantage in the playoffs, John. <laughs> they can't get the number Sorry. one
0: seed. Womp womp. Which is interesting, too. Let's talk about the rest of the league today. I mean, uh, we're recording this as uh, Dallas is up 24-10 to 10 on the Bears, so unless something crazy happens, which putting my hands together right now and saying that would be really funny for the <laughs> nfc lease next weekend to to kind of go in there and and have uh you know dallas blow this lead but the uh, the mighty G- new york giants the, the mighty <laughs> new york giants and their revamped defense somehow give up 28 points to kirk cousins noodle arm this evening so uh that to me i mean like i, th- I still think washington season is is pretty much over uh, i didn't hear any latest news on deshaun jackson but it looked like he went down with something pretty serious today. Uh, it, none of those teams looked impressive at all. Yeah. And uh, your good colleague, uh, Josh, had tweeted out something. What was that, uh, what was that stat that, that came across the wire there?
2: Well, you look at the NFC East and you look at the Eagles, they're in first place, obviously, 3-0, plus 65 point differential. You look at the Giants, plus 2. The Cowboys, <laughs> so depending geez. on what happens tonight, let's. Uh, it's what twenty four to ten right now. Yeah. Then they would be plus seventeen. Okay, that's it's sure. okay. Um, Washington minus twenty four at minus the bottom. Twenty four again. Eagles plus sixty five. So. Even if the Cowboys do win by that much, the the you know the Eagles are still up on them by like almost like four or forty or fifty points more in terms of point differential. I mean, it's so clear the Eagles are the best team in this division. It's yes, not close; not they close. are the number one right now.
0: And like, and don't sell me on this. Is what I'm saying, Adams. are going well. You know, they beat the Steelers, but the other two teams. But then you look at the rest of the guys and who they played. I'm going to tell you, go fuck yourself because that's <laughs> Washington that they played once, and they. I mean, the the Saints doo doha. I mean. None of these NFC team, NFC East teams, the with, the exception, exactly, with the exception of the Eagles, have played anybody good. And 34-3 to against the Steelers says a lot. So I, I think the Eagles fans have plenty to brag about being way ahead in this division right now. Yeah, it's not even up for debate.
1: I mean, the, the Cowboys are up 14 points right now, but they're playing without uh, the Bears on now Jay Cutler. And Dak Prescott still hasn't thrown a touchdown. He still they have 24 points and he still doesn't have a touchdown. How did they do that?
2: Short week for Chicago too, playing on Monday.
1: Yeah, I mean this is not an impressive win. They'll probably win the game, but it doesn't mean it means even less than the Eagles win over the Bears.
0: Does and, have one uh, on the ground, I believe, but that's yes, yeah, he does. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. you mentioned that. Okay, yeah.
1: but there's just nothing about the Cowboys that screams. Oh, that's a team we have to worry about. You know, I watched I watched their first week. Nothing special. I'm watching this right now. Nothing special. And I believe Des
0: Bryant is also hurt. I don't have not seen him come. I haven't seen any updates so I apologize, but I, Des Bryant got hurt at at some point this game. Cole Beasley took a smacking from the Super Six. Train <laughs> Amos that came in there. Um yeah, but that that's what I'm saying like the, convincingly when you look at these three games and you take any of the three games that you've looked at between any of the divisional opponents and it's just so far ahead and a lot of that is because and, and again the only reason why it is because Doug Peterson and Carson Wentz and this defense and i'll put this defense up i mean how many times did we hear that the <laughs> giants were the most improved in the secondary and blah bitty, blue blah blah and and let's be honest for a second the eagles corners suck they're not good comparatively to a lot of these different teams and that's not, a not i mean they've they've come on and you know i'll, I'll do credit to what how they played tonight but I, I would take this defense ten times over anybody that's currently in the division. So I think that's more or less what wins it. And just like we were saying, do they lose in this division? Are is there anybody else that that remotely scare? Like I, I don't expect. I expect five wins against divisional opponents. I, think I don't five, think that's a. I don't think that's a far reach.
1: I think five wins is like the the ground. Like that is that is, if if they win only four games against these division opponents, like something has gone wrong. As this team stands today, this team has to absolutely win five games against division rivals. It's just they have to.
2: And you, you think about this uh, stretch at the end of the season here. You know, the, the Eagles play all three division teams with, I believe, in the final four weeks of the season. That's going to be huge because you're going to have Lane Johnson back for at least two of those games uh, if he comes back in week 15. Uh, I think, you know, you look at the, the NFC East, it's, the Eagles have the best quarterback in the NFC East, right? Yep. In terms yes. of, uh, obviously not in terms of accomplishments. Obviously, Eli Manning has won a couple of Super Bowls. Show things some respect. Like How <laughs> <I> dare you? <laughs> but in terms of right now, in terms of who's playing best right now, the Eagles have the best quarterback in the NFC East. They have the best defense in the NFC East. Yep. Do they have the best head coach in the NFC East? I think they have Maybe. the best head coach. Who else are you taking Ab- over, Doug Peterson, right now?
1: I think they absolutely have the best head coach. You're Ben McAdoo is a rookie. Um, uh, Gruden, he's not. He a be Jay Gruden, <laughs> Jay whore.
0: yeah. be Gruden's Can you believe, for the second week in a row, that they decide to call a draw play on <laughs> third and goal to Kirk Cousins, like third <laughs> oh and goal God. from the seven.
2: Yeah.
0: And you know, I mean, how much faith do you have in his arm? If uh, you're trying to that. One correction
2: here, John. Yes, is, I believe it's Kent Cousins. no, Ke- no it's actually uh, Kurt. <laughs> oh, sorry, with my a C? With
1: a C. <laughs>
0: <laughs> But that's what I'm saying. Like I, I, I am enjoying this. So much more because of the way the division goes. And look, I was very critical of the way things drafted and how things kind of shot out here. Yeah, you You, were wrong as hell. I was wrong as hell because you look at the Giants (laughs) and how they drafted defensively, and I was like, wow, they drafted really well. Washington, wow, they drafted really well. Carson Wentz better hit, and he did. And not only Carson Wentz is hitting, but you, you know you start to think like, all right, well Jalen Mills is a starter. Smallwood, Smallwood's good. kind of trying out there. We'll have to see what uh, Sayamalu mm-hmm. after he gets back is is going to be here. But they might have hit on more than the quarterback. So, damn, you know, like this is uh, <laughs> yeah. And, and exactly. when you when you go back and, and think about, I and listen, I mean some of it's still bullshit. But I mean the, you, the Howie Roseman coming up there. So you know, I looked at the quarterbacks for the next two years, and I thought that this was the guy and I thought that was I was like wow what an egotistical asshole to say that <laughs> that you can you can look and see that Carson Wentz is going to be a franchise quarterback when you have Deshaun Watson and all these other guys that are right in front of me and who knows what's going to happen in 2018 cuz college always changes on a dime and Wentz is clearly better than I mean we're talking about we're talking about a guy that's top 5 right now what 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 is he going to be comparative to you Know, I there are people, and I'm doubting myself even now. Would I take Marcus Mariota over him? Nope, would I take Jameis Winston over him? Nope, man, probably not. Nope, you know, and I'm I, I am I was obviously I was so pro one of those fellas, and he hasn't been looking great in his second year. So, I, I, I honestly, the biggest hat tip to Howie Roseman and, and whoever else was involved in getting this together because. I was very skeptical. There's a lot of very skeptical people coming into this season. Obviously, the Bradford trade kind of changed my mind on a lot of different things. But I didn't. No one expected. No one expected this. No one expected three 0 beating the Steelers coming in to the bye week.
3: We expected us to come in here and do what we just did. Um, we've had that chip on our shoulder since since day one. And um, you know, if people don't recognize what we just did, then you know it, it is what it is. You know, it's. We've always had that underdog mentality, um, you know, and, and we're grimy like that. That's that's our motto.
1: Yeah, I think that's the craziest thing about giving Howie his props, which he deserves, totally deserves. We figured we'd be giving, I mean, we hoped at least if Wentz panned out, we'd be giving him this A for the decision, the huge career-defining decision that he made just a couple months after he got back in power a couple years down the line because he just got this job back, you figure, all right, I'll go get this guy, and he'll be good in a couple years. Like, he'll be very good, and we'll be like, hey, good job, Howie. We're telling them he did a great job in week three. Yes. He hasn't even had this job for half a year. He's back, and he's the man because, he, because all like we said, quarterbacking changes everything.
0: It does. It does. It changes everything. So my recommendation to all the GMs out in the NFL is to have somebody take your job for a year, then you go travel the world for a year, and then you come back clear in mind and of heart and this thing good things happen maybe how he just spent the
1: entire year off in north dakota and like, <laughs> yeah he, maybe just, he, did, he just figured secretly. it out he was like this is the guy i've literally been tailing him for a year he doesn't know but i actually know everything about his life we need to draft
0: him." see maybe he's putting on like the fake mustache like theo epstein does at cubs games and then just kind of sits in there and gets it going here uh, i mean uh, yeah blg any any other things that are jumping out from you with the, with this game oh <sighs> I, it's just pure joy and excitement. I'm, I honestly, this is this is all it's going to be for two weeks. I can't believe that the Eagles. It's not even that they beat them. It's they they destroyed that beat them. them down. They destroyed them. And I think Matt Daring was the only one who was like, this morning in the text thread was yeah. just like, no, this is this is going to be this is going to be ruthless. This is going to be a dominating
2: <laughs> performance. We're all going to be sitting here talking about it. So so here it is. So BLG, <laughs> final thoughts, man. <sighs> Just enjoy it, I guess. Really, that's like it's the buy is going to be here. I think uh, the hype is going to be running high, and I don't. I don't think. Like you said John, I don't think there is a need to tamp to tamper to temper. <laughs> Definitely don't tamper, <laughs> don't tamper with the not tamper. Yeah. But I don't think there's a need to kind of like pull back and be like, "No, no, I think you should just enjoy it. Football should be fun." You know, you should enjoy. This is that's one of the, I think the best things about this Eagles season. After watching last year and just how so unfun some of those games were, and we were talking about this <laughs> earlier today like the the Buccaneers game and the Lions oh, Leagues, just not even good football, just very bad. This is good football, and it's fun, and it's enjoyable. And the Eagles have, you know, again, I've talked about this forever, the Eagles haven't had a legitimate franchise quarterback since Donovan McNabb, and it feels like they've tried everything since then to replace him. But to have your guy, and he's the young guy, and he comes in here, and he's grown at the same time as the head coach, it's a special thing. The Eagles have a special thing going right now. I don't think you – I mean, they might not win the Super Bowl this year. I'm sorry, guys. They might not. (laughs) But, like, that – like don't we like what happens this year again it just almost doesn't matter because you're thinking about the long-term projection of this thing and you just can't help but feel it's trending in the right direction
1: yeah i trust the process <laughs> as <laughs> doug peterson
0: would say
2: ttp for yeah. life all
0: of us here adam your final thoughts rolling I, out here bud
1: i brandon said i completely that's kind of what i'm thinking too you know the temptation is to <laughs> hold on loudy
0: mcpants just stood up from his seat there
1: He's, he can't contain himself that's the thing. The temptation is to look ahead and say, you know what? This is probably not sustainable. Like we said, he's going to throw an interception eventually. He's not going to retire with none of them. Maybe, but football, especially like Brandon said, what has already happened is what we're enjoying. Like we're not, you can't go back and disprove those first three games. They've happened. And he was awesome. Everyone was awesome. And so just, just live it up. They're probably going to lose eventually, but if they don't get ready and it's going to be awesome.
0: Uh, I uh, I apologize to Bart Scott as we've ran out of time. Where's your mouth now, bud? Huh? I heard you during halftime. You didn't say shit, did you? Ha, that's great. That's fantastic. So uh, I would just like to thank uh, our good sponsor, Clip It, which large announcement, if you missed it, it was right before the game, we tweeted it out. If you are in the Philadelphia area, in CSN Philly's broadcasting zone, ladies and gentlemen, it is live on Clip it. That's why you have to have it. It's Not only not only do you get the football, not only do you get the high-quality HD product that they put out, and you get to clip it, share it on Facebook, Twitter, your blog, uh, share it with your friends, do the sneaky thing of watching an entire football game if you don't have cable or do anything. That's besides the point, but you can totally do that. Now, you step it up a little further. Now that CSN Philly's a part of the entire lineup that they have, you get all of Doug's press conferences. You get all of their different shows: the breakfast on broads, the flyers, the sixers, the Phillies. So you can now you can clip all four major sports. You know, so if you're in the viewing area, it's right there in front of you. Go download it today. It's in the app store. It's on Google Play. Uh, it is indeed the hottest app that is out there. Uh, this has been episode number one ninety. My final thoughts are: fuck yeah. And go Birds. This has been John Barchard, Adam Harriman, BLG, right here on Bleeding Green Nation and BGNRadio.com. Carson Wentz. <laughs> Folks, we have now reached our final destination of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. We realize you have a choice in podcast, and we thank you for choosing
1: ours.